Hello, everybody, and welcome to Golf versus Golf, the hybrid podcast where we discuss, debate, and analyze everything in the world of golf and disc golf. I am your co-host, Charlie Tinsley. Join with me in studio, Aaron Vellini and Anthony Vellini. How are y'all doing today? Hello, guys. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I am excited about the show today. We've got a lot of things. We're going to be recapping the U.S. Open. I'm excited about the discussion topic we have to talk about today. And I'm excited about the game. But before we get to all that, we are recording this. You will not be listening to this podcast on Father's Day, but we are recording it on Father's Day. So I wanted to tell Aaron and Anthony, Anthony, I'm struggling with your name today. I want to tell you all happy Father's Day. I thought you were getting emotional. I got, I got a little choked up. Y'all are such good dads. Um, so I do want to tell y'all happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy um, Father's Day to you. Um, real quick, it kind of blows my mind that we're, we're dads. I think about we actually all live together, and, I, and this is unbelievable to me that it's been nine years ago. It's been nine years ago. It has absolutely flown by. Um, I got married, and then in 2013, and then not not long after y'all get married, y'all's wives, and now we all have kids. And I think about nine years ago, and the fact that we're responsible for children kind of scares me still to this day. Yes, it yeah. Some days I can't believe it. If y'all would have seen us nine years ago living together in my mom's house, <laughs> you would think these they will never grow up. Ever. And we haven't. We uh, thank God for our wives. Is all I can say. I agree. Shout out to Brittany, Dejan, and Jordan so for me, keeping our children alive. Me and Anthony lived in the same house, obviously, until we all until we got married, and the same womb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> me and Anthony lived in the same house, obviously, um, until we. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to make that. But I have to do some editing here. (laughs) Reel it in, reel it in. Y'all lived together in the same house. Okay, when did I come? What year was that? You said nine years ago, so. That's when I left, but I think think we we lived there about. We We were freshly out of high school, I believe, so probably like 2012, so probably close to 10 years. You probably lived with us. I lived with y'all a couple years, and then I went to Cyprus. Yep. Back back in the day when we, when Aaron and Charlie had that long business called Charlie and the Lone Ranger. Charlie and the Lone Ranger, and it was a thriving business. However, we Wasn't, don't have time for that. No, we don't. We got to get into everything we got on the agenda for tonight. <clears throat> Aaron, real quick though, since it is Father's Day, let's go around. We have we all have kids. Obviously, we're dads. Tell them your kids' names, how old they are, and all that good stuff. So I will say that I'm married to my wife, uh, Dijon. We got married in 2016. That's a good thing to be married to your wife. That is correct. We got uh, we have two children. We have a daughter named Ari. She's four years old, and then we have a son named Leo, who is two years old. Both October babies. Both born in October. One was born October 6th. The other one October 30th. Wow, because I did not I did not know that. I have two as well. I have a four year old named Solomon. And a one year, a little bit over one now, his name's Owen. They were both born in March, March 16th, March 26th. Anthony. I am married to Jordan. I'm married to Brittany, by the way. So I didn't say that. We got married in 2015. We have two kids. I have a boy. His name is Hudson. And he will be four in October. Then I have a daughter, Emerson. We like to call her Rosie. She was born on 4321. How neat. That's cool. 
Four three. So that would be January, February, April third, twenty twenty one. Gonna be wow. honest, didn't know that. That's your niece. Didn't know that. Four three two one. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. We um, there isn't much things I like more than disc golf, but being a dad is one of them. And uh, sometimes I want to wish all the fathers. I know this won't be Father's Day when you're listening to it, but all the dads out there, uh, keep up the good work. Happy Father's Day to y'all. All right, so let's get into it. Real quick, before we get into our golf versus golf discussion topic tonight, for Father's Day, did y'all by chance, did your wife let you play any golf this week? I played Friday, actually, um, in my boss's tournament. Um, the sheriff of McDowell County, Marion, North Carolina. Um, we played at the Marion Lake Club, played Captain's Choice, four-man Captain's Choice. Um, we got beat. Let's go ahead and say that. But you won the week before. You and y'all both won. Y'all won the flight. So Me and Anthony won the member member at Silver Creek, the first flight. Well now, done. when we got to this Captain's Choice tournament and the Sheriff's tournament, um, you know, we had, we had a decent team. It wasn't a powerhouse team by any means, um, but it's a par 70. And 41. Wow. And if you well, don't could know, you, that's 30 under par. I'm guessing you could buy mulligans, strain. Yeah, two mulligans per person, a red tee, and a gimme, which is a continuation of your shot. So if you hit it on a green on a par three, you take your gimme, you make a one. That's impressive. It was – I would have loved to see the scorecard. I've been trying to do the math. Math's not my strongest subject, but I would love to see the scorecard. Anthony, did you get to play any golf? Um, well, I work at the golf course. I played golf, but I didn't like – you know, I played like seven holes. So, you know, I at least probably hit golf balls every day, though. But I did play seven holes yesterday. Um, Charlie, did you play any disc golf this week? I actually did. I went down to South Carolina to go see my mom. She's camping in Lake Kiwi. And where I went to high school down there, they've actually built a new high school, and they have a course on the high school. And my brother, who attends Easley High School, took me out there, and and I wasn't playing great. It was super – it was kind of windy, and it was hot, and I had my boys with me. And um, just one of them things that only can happen in a golf-type sport happens when you're kind of – just down on your round or whatever, bogeyed a few holes I shouldn't have. I got to hole eight, which is 600 foot, 600 foot, and it's uphill. And there's an island. It's an island green. There's a road that goes between the fairway and the actual green where the disc golf basket sits on. And I was about 250 out on my drive. And uh, I threw it in. I threw it in for an eagle. And that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that keeps you playing. I don't do that much. I don't know if I've ever eagled. I know I've never eagled a hole that long, a par four that long, 600 that's, feet. So that's pretty impressive. It, it was it was a neat moment to get to share with my brother there at my old high school and uh, had a good time there, and the boys liked it too. Got, about got, It's about too hot to play where we're at in the country. I mean, it's in the not, mid-90s with the humidity. It's crazy. I don't. How's the golf course going, Anthony? Is there people still coming and playing? I guess you're in a cart, so there's a little shade. Or, yeah, I mean, but the heat index last week was 109. Yeah, it was so, hot. It's hot. It's been hot in our area. I'm sure it's been hot in your area. Before we get to the golf versus golf discussion topic, we uh, we want to hear from you. And I am so excited. I think we've had over 100 downloads. We've had many people like our Facebook page. Aaron, real quick, give give the listeners 
give them the information. Um, if they want to contact us, what they can do to help support us, whatever. Okay, so um, I did make a Facebook page. It is Golf versus Golf. Um, you, it's going to be the same logo that you'll see if you watch the podcast. So I would imagine there's probably more than one, but it's Golf versus Golf. We also have an email address set up, and it is Golf versus Disc Golf, all in lowercase letters, at gmail.com. Golf, G-O-L-F, versus V-S, Disc Golf, D-I-S-C-G-O-L-F. And I'll interject here and say, you don't have to write us a book. Just uh, let us know that you've watched or listened to it. Not watched it, but listened to it. You know? And if there's topics, yeah. things you want us to discuss, we have we have tons of topics that we're ready to discuss that we're going to discuss in later episodes. But if you have something weighing on your mind, if you have questions, if you have ideas, we're open to it all. If you have constructive criticism, we're even open to that. Or if you just want to shout us out, um, we're open to whatever. So we appreciate you listening. The the um, support that we've already felt in one episode has been awesome. And thank you for all of that. Um, anything else, Aaron? It's uh, the, the two that you can watch it on right now is Podbean and Apple Podcasts, is to my knowledge. Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Go to those two apps. Listen to it. Give us a good review if you like it. If you don't, just keep scrolling. Find something you do like. All right? So... Interesting topic today for the discussion topic. Golf versus golf discussion topic. Here is the question. Here's what we're going to be discussing. What could our sports learn from each other? Now, I was thinking about what we could do. I want to open it up, and let's use this question as a springboard. All right? We're talking about what could our sports learn from each other. Let me ask you this question, though. Aaron. Why do you love golf? I like um, the the competitiveness. Words are hard. Competitiveness. Thank you. <laughs> of of golf, um, I like its challenge. I like how hard it is to play golf. Um, you know, it's it's a lot harder than you know. You you can hit this certain shot on a certain day, and the next day it may be totally different. You know, when you're shooting basketball, if you shoot a free throw, it's always going to be the same unless, you know, you're outside or something. But for the most part, if you're in a gym, you get muscle memory of a free throw goes in most of the time. Golf depends on the day. The weather could affect it. The wind could affect it. Just the way you're hitting the ball that day could affect it. So um, I like how hard it is to play golf, and it's uh, that's that one shot that keeps you going back is what I love about it. All right, so here's my take. I've got two things on uh, what I like and dislike. What I do like about golf is you can play it by yourself, which I never do, but you can because you're actually playing against the course technically because there's a par on the course and you're playing to either shoot par or, you know, less than par. And if you're not very good, you're probably not going to shoot either. And then also the thing about golf that Aaron just talked about, about muscle memory and basketball. We all played basketball. Here's the crazy thing about golf to me. You could go, or anybody, Steph Curry, anybody, they can play basketball, and they may be off that night, but they're they're shooting in a cylinder, and I don't know how big a basketball hoop is, but they're at least probably going to hit the rim. All right, right. right. They're probably not going to make everything. If they're off, they're going to at least hit the rim. You right. play golf, you're aiming at a green that's – huge and you miss it 
It's not. It's crazy to think about if you think of it like that. Like if you're if you're playing bad in golf, you may miss the green entirely. But if you're off in basketball, you just you with still a, hit the rim with a much smaller ball. Is it not crazy though? No. It's crazy. I get what you're saying. Let me ask you this though. You the first thing you said was you like to compete. You're competitive. We're all competitive. And so that kind of raises the question, if you were not competitive at it, would you still like it? No. You wouldn't? I don't think so. Anthony? I think I would still like it. I would enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoy being outside. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to get around to what we dislike about golf, and then we'll get into disc golf for a second. But I'm going to say what I like about golf. And I don't know if I have the words, so I'm just going to use this word. I like the prestige that surrounds golf, the the seriousness of it. And, I know, and yeah, we have a good time. We joke around. Some of the, some of the best memories I have with y'all is on the golf course. But when you, just, when you say the word, word golf, there's just this kind of – Prestige magic, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, overemphasizing being a little dramatic. But there's just something about golf that's special. The tradition, the, the, the time, the work. Think about the work that goes into a golf course. Think oh, about yeah. that. Y'all worked on a golf course. I still do. Yeah. Think about the equipment you have to have. Think about the time, the labor. Is there any other sport that puts that much time into the field court slash whatever arena no. they're playing? No, I mean, no there's a sport. lot of grass to mow. I would say the only one that would even come close would be baseball. Yeah, as ba- far as the field goes, the baseball, baseball, but still, baseball. You think of a baseball field, a baseball field, the land area in a baseball field doesn't even take up one golf hole. No, I mean you're right. I was just saying for yeah. example. But. Yeah, so it's just kind of to go on a golf course any given day. It's just it's just kind of nice to be out there. That's what I like about golf. Now the question goes to this. Well, what, before you get there, what is it that attracts you to disc golf? I thought a lot about this knowing we were talking about the subject and I like being in the woods and I like to see a line. And what I mean is a path to the basket. And it's not a lot of times it's not just a straight line. Sometimes it's some some kind of crazy where you've got to make a make the disc curve one way or another. But when you throw the disc, let me let me set you up here. I just played in a tournament in Tennessee in this park in Morristown, it, hole number seven. I went and I practiced this hole, and the hole was straight. But then you kind of run into a wall of trees, and the space, the gap, kind of to the basket is on the left side. But then there's a hill. I threw this hole in practice probably six times, and I just couldn't figure it out. Come tournament day, I'm sitting there. My brother-in-law's there. This was the one time my wife got to come watch me, and my mother-in-law was there as well. And I saw the gap. I picked the disc, and I threw the disc. And the flight of the disc was perfect. I don't hardly ever do this, but it was the perfect line. And when I see that disc and what you can do with an object like that, it's just there's just something about it. There's something about seeing it fly in the air. So, so what you're saying is you're a pressure guy. <laughs> I would not say that at all. Because in, in practice you couldn't do it, but when people's watching, can I say this? And I don't know how you are. This is a little off topic. When it comes to throwing off the tee, I don't feel pressure until the putting green. Would y'all say that's right for you? When you're on the tee in a tournament, are you feeling pressure on the tee? Oh yeah. 
I don't, I don't feel the pressure. I, I, I feel it everywhere. I, I, and I don't know if it's because it's such a putting is such a detailed movement. You know what I'm saying? Where it's so minute, everything has to click at the same time. And you know, when the drive's more of a faster movement, so you don't have as much time to think about it. In golf and disc golf, they're both faster move, especially when I swing a club because I just swing as hard as I can, oh. and I just don't feel the pressure till I get to the green. I mean, but for me in in golf, I feel like. If you get it on the green, you've almost got it conquered. Like, you're not going to hit it out of bounds off the green. Which brings me to my question, and I may be an idiot, but is there out-of-bounds lines in disc golf, or or is there just water? Or So, you got a few things. you got a mandatory, which is like an arrow. There might be an arrow on a tree that says, go this way. So, if you miss that arrow, you'll have to go to a drop zone. And, yes, a lot of courses have lines that are out-of-bounds. Uh, some courses you're playing up against the parking lot. Parking lot's almost always out of bounds. Things like that. So they're, they they you it's very um, they have to get creative sometimes. But yes, out of bounds is prevalent. So uh, you know, interesting thing. I think I would like disc golf, even if I love to compete and I love the competitiveness of it and all that. But I think I would like it without competing. So what is it that you don't like about golf, Aaron? Um, that it's really challenging when you're hitting it bad, you know, like it's, it's, it's annoying that you can go out one day and you can shoot par and then you go out the next day and you can't break 90. Right. Or you just had the shanks. Yeah. Don't say that word. Don't say the word. No, because somebody, somebody probably just shanked one right now when you said that. Every time you say it, it happens. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard. I'll say this since you said the word shank, it's hard to follow a shank. If you're the next guy on the tee and somebody's just shanked one. You're gonna make sure that you don't. It, it really is. It, it is. It is funny, and I'll use this word: the vibe of the card, right? Like if if someone, I've been on cards before that are super positive. Oh man, I, I know you hit the tree, but man, you threw it hard, and or you still got this. You know, you still got this line to the basket. You can, and it's just like you play better. And then sometimes everybody's, you know mad as fire because they missed their shot or they, you know, hit it out of bounds or whatever. And that can just bring the whole mood down. And I think that affects, I think that affects us a lot. Positivity is definitely a good thing, but it's not, but sometimes it's not very good when you're playing with everybody else that is not playing good. Yeah. Because it's hard, it's hard for you to stay focused. It's hard for you to stay in your round when, you know, you're waiting and they've hit it three times and you're waiting to hit your second shot. I get that. So Anthony, what do you not like about golf? Well, I'm kind of the same as Aaron. I, I hate the fact that one day I'll go shoot 72 and I'm hitting the perfect draw, five-yard draw every time, and then the next day I can't draw for nothing. Right. And a draw, if you don't know, is right to left. And then the next day I'll go to the range and warm up, and I cannot hit one right to left to save my life. And I feel like I'm doing the exact same thing I was doing yesterday, but it's just it's different. Like, So the thing about that is is – What's crazy is me and Anthony are identical twins. I think we've said that in the last podcast. But when it comes to our golf swing, we have opposite golf swings. His natural shot is a ball that goes starts to the right and comes to the left, which is called a draw. My natural shot is left to right, which is more of a fade. And it, it's harder for me to work the ball right to left, and it's harder for him to work the ball left to right. And you would think, us being twins, that we would have the – same golf swing, and it's just not the case. That's interesting. Aaron used to have a slice, not a fade. Not a slice, a banana slice. Yep. He used to stink. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what 
that's what I hit every time. So <laughs> if you if you were to ask me that same question, what do I not like about disc golf? I'm going a bit, a, a bit of a different direction. Let me ask you that same question. Ask me real quick, Aaron. What do you not like about disc golf? This is going to be totally – I could agree with y'all and say somewhat to the same thing. I don't think it happens to the degree in disc golf where you completely – because remember, it's a throwing motion, and you normally just don't mess up your throws. Now your putt can be off or your upshots can be off a little bit or whatever. Um, can you explain to the golfers what up upshots mean? An upshot would be your um, your kind of iron shot. Okay. It, it's the shot like – for example, if you were off the fairway or if it's a par four and you're having to throw something up to the green to the basket. Gotcha. So, so you're th- it's not your drive like because we use the word drive. An upshot is to the, to the basket. So this is going to be a little bit not what you probably think. But what I don't like about disc golf is I feel like there's a lot of courses that are right-handed friendly. Mm, now. Lefty. I'm a lefty, I'm a, and I'm a lefty backhand. Now, you know in disc golf, a lot of people throw sidearm, forehand, or flick, however way you want to call it. And the truth is, most people, the science, the anatomy of your body, you are just going to be able to throw a backhand further. Now, some people throw their sidearms further. And I feel like there's a lot of holes that I cannot get. It's the, the first hole at this one course, it, it's just out of my – sidearm range so I've got to throw what's called a turnover where I I, I got to throw my disc lefty backhand and try to make it move left which is a much more technical shot and I just feel like something now there's some people and and it kind of and there's going to be right-handed players and I know that's probably the majority of our audience they're going to say well you know this course and that course and I get that but here's what here's what happens and this is always funny to me if I'm playing with a card or if I'm playing with somebody and I get up oh they're like oh it's a lefty hole it's a lefty hole. But when, when we're on a hole that there's no line for a left-handed back hair to the player, you never hear him say, oh, it's a righty hole. I'm right. like, yeah, I've got three I've got three or four lefty holes, but the other ones are all, you know, for a right-handed player. Well, let's be honest. Everything in the world is right-hand friendly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I get it. What is it, 10% of the world's left-handed? Yes. So, uh, you know, one out of 10. Um, but it is what it is, and I'm not, you but, know, I'm not upset really... about it, you know, but I'm just – I feel like – but doesn't really affect your golf game because you golf right-handed. I do golf right-handed. Which is weird. And I swing a baseball bat right-handed. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I'm such a left-handed – like that's why I'm a backhand dominant thrower in disc golf because I'm used to that motion of turning my body that way. I'm going to jump in. Jump on in. I hate that. I'm just going to be honest. You hate what? I hear people that are left-handed that play golf that said, I played this course and it just don't set up for a lefty. I hate that. And it, I don't believe it. I just don't. You don't believe it because you're right-handed. No, I just don't believe it. I've never went to a golf course. I, okay. Okay, well, wait a second. Then, Even if I was left-handed. But I maybe I'll start paying more attention now. But I don't go to a golf course and say, man, I'd hate to be left-handed. Okay, but let me say this. The shots thrown in disc golf move more. And I know you're about to say, well, you can draw and you can slice or draw and fade a ball. And I get that. But if you're doing those shots correctly, they're, they're up in the air. Okay. So you have tons of airspace to move the ball, right? You have tons of airspace to move the ball. You don't have that in disc golf. What's the guy's name that invented disc golf again? You said it last week. That, say that one more time. The guy that invented disc golf. Steady Ed. Steady Eddie. <laughs> Steady Ed. You... You think Steady Eddie, son. He just got up one day and thought, I'm going to make disc golf for the righty. 
Listen, he's left-handed people. Here's are what I think, be I think he said. I think he said I'm right-handed, and somebody's going to say, "Well, he was left-handed." Let so, me inter- <laughs> let me interject here. We got shots fired in episode two. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is why we're here. We're I just here to discuss those things. I hate it. Sorry. I, I think it's different because you can move the ball both ways in golf. Similarly, the both both ways, and you have all the airspace to do it. You have more space to do it. When you don't have that in disc golf a lot of times. Well, I mean, I get that to a certain degree, but that's not always the case as far as, um, you know, are you talking about like directly off the tee? Are you talking about the way the hole is shaped? Or just from where you have to get it going through the trees and it has to be going a certain way? Here's what I'm talking about. In disc golf, in disc golf, unless you're in a wide open course, you've got to hit a small gap. And there's almost always trees and branches. If you're hitting the fairway in golf, you have air. You can hit a golf ball a lot higher than you can hit a, throw a disc. So I'm just saying, there's more. You get above the trees. Most everywhere we play, we're getting above the trees on our drives. Correct? Unless I want to hit my stinger. <laughs> Except me, who you know, chili dips their drive, but <laughs> or, or worm burner. I'm just saying it that you've got to acknowledge the fact there's a difference. Okay, I'll acknowledge it for you, but that don't mean I gotta like it. You don't have to like it. All right, here we go. Um so I want to look at this at three levels real quick. I want to look at the rec golfer. So we're talking about this. We've talked about what we like and what we love, and we're kind of springboarding into this. What can our sports learn from each other? The rec, and I want you to try to think about when you were just a recreational golfer. Three different Areas one rec golfer, someone who's getting into the sport, someone who's just learning, someone who plays maybe once every week, two weeks, even a month. Okay, so think about it as them. What could golf do that disc golf does good, or vice versa? Then I want to look at it at as a competitive golfer, and I would put us all into this category. None of us are pro yet. We play tournaments. We're competitive. We try to you know better our skills. We're pretty avid golfers in our sport. And lastly. The pro tour, the tour, a level so, a level that we will never know anything about. The the level we watch, yes, that we watch though, that is meant. By the way, that is meant to be viewed by thousands, millions of people. So I do think we get a say. I okay. think we get a say in all these things. And you know, I don't want to sound like a jerk. It's our podcast. We get <laughs> we kind of get to decide what we want to talk about. Um, and if you disagree, feel free to comment. Or send us an email. So why don't you take the first one? Okay, so the rec golfer. I'm going to say what I think disc golf could learn from golf. Disc golf, I feel like, could do a better job promoting outside of the sport of disc golf. And what I mean by that is I've never seen a commercial other than watching the disc golf network about disc golf. Now, turn on the TV, turn on ESPN, turn on whatever. I'm going to see – I've seen – Titleist commercials. I've seen all these commercials about golf. The PDGA has money. And this is a topic. The PDGA has money. Everybody, if you want to play a tournament, if you want to go play a PDGA sanctioned tournament, which are everywhere, going on everywhere, every weekend, I'm playing in one this Saturday. I have to pay $50 for that PDGA membership. If I don't, I have to pay 10 extra dollars. Now, some of that goes to, you know, insurance liability and things like that. But the PDGA has money. Why are we not promoting it on a national level? Why don't you, have you ever seen a disc golf commercial on TV? I've never seen disc golf on TV. I feel like golf does a good job. I feel, and I, and not just a good job getting it out there. I feel they do a quality job on their commercials. 
Do you remember that Nike commercial where Rory McIlroy, it was him as a kid and he's watching Tiger? Man, I, I about get you about get emotional. Or the one where Tiger's dad died and it has his voiceover. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even into golf, but I'm like, this is this is awesome. And I'm like, why are, are, are disc golf? It's growing like crazy, and I'll get into some of that. Actually, let me go ahead and get into this. Disc golf in America in 2021 last year grew 33%. Grew 33%. So just off the top of your head, do you know how many people are on the PDGA? Like the, registered okay. members? So I do not know who how many is active, Okay. We, if you have a, and it's funny in the PDGA, in the disc golf world, you know your PDG, PDGA number. Mine's 136534. But we're all the way up to, which kind of means I'm what, the 136,534th person to join. In a year or in two years, I think it was 20 to 2022, they had like 100,000 from all the way when it started in 75 to 2019, 2020, they got to like 100,000. In two years, the boom, they've got all the way up past 200,000. So they've done in two years what the sport, you know, did in 35 in the past two years. Do you so think- it's growing. We have the memberships. We have the people playing. We have initiatives. There's people that want to play. We have people have programs. PDGA, put some money into some national broadcasting of commercials. Do you think, do you think as far as that goes, it's because of the money? Like because in golf – like golf makes it on TV. You don't ever see professional volleyball on TV. Yeah, you, know? uh, you don't. Yeah, Unless no, you're watching the Olympics. Is there a professional volleyball league? I'm sure. You know, there's not a professional softball league. You know what? But what's That's crazy? Jenny Finch beat everybody. Well, <laughs> well, that was that was the Olympics anyway. But I'm I'm pretty sure there's other there's other sports that are professional. They just never make it on TV. What's crazy to me is cornhole makes it on TV. Cornhole does make it on TV. <laughs> now, now I'll say this: disc golf has gotten on ESPN a few times, and maybe I'm wrong in calling out the PDGA because how many PGA commercials are there? There's some. Does the USGA put out some? Yeah, they do. Maybe it's the sponsors. Maybe it's Innova. Maybe it's Discraft. Maybe it's you know whoever. A disc manufacturer that needs to put them out. I feel like disc golf could learn from golf, though, in their campaigning and their ads. Now, on the other side, what could golf learn from disc golf? As a rec player, remember, we're talking about the, the, the new beginners. I feel like golf could be more available to everybody. We hit on this last week. You get a little bit of a country club feel, and y'all said that's a misconception. And you hear that from everybody that's in golf. But I feel like you asked the average Joe on the street that's never played before, they feel like they can't even go into a pro shop. But here's the difference, I believe. The difference is is that golf courses, I don't, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, do certain people own certain golf courses? This golf courses. Yes, there are privates. Now, the majority, and I know the point you're about to make, the majority is public. So there are private That would courses. be my thing. Actual golf, real golf is different owners they own the golf course so it's a business they're there to make money it's all privatized i get that i get that it's all privatized and i'm not going to beat golf up too bad i was going to say about what golf could learn from disc golf is disc golf has great initiatives about getting you'll hear this phrase in disc golf grow the sport grow the sport grow the sport i don't know if you have that but i looked i did some research and last year golf grew two percent so the golf's growing two percent which is pretty good when you consider there's about 25 million that play in America, opposed to the 33, excuse me, over the 1 million that play disc golf. So they are going to sport. 
I feel like Top Golf's a great thing. I feel like par threes up in just up the road a little bit. There's that one par three that's connected to like the mini golf and go kart. I think stuff like that. It's actually shut down. It did shut oh, down. That's, that's Along with the one in Morganton we used to play at, Quaker Meadows. That whole golf, obviously, you know that. Yeah. That whole golf course is shut down now. So, as the rec golfer, disc golf could learn about promoting from the golf. Golf could probably learn a little bit more about availability from disc golf because disc golf is so readily available. I see your point there. Okay. Do y'all have anything? No. I, okay. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think there's nothing that I can hit on that you just didn't hit on, to be honest. Okay. Now let's talk about this. The competitive golfer. People like me and you. People like probably the majority of the people listening to this podcast. If we got people listening, it's because they're it's they're interested, they're in it. So I'm kind of talking to our audience here. What can our sports learn from each other? Do y'all have anything? Anything that kind of, I, I don't know if this is actually learning anything, but I think both take extreme amount of focus to play. Okay. You know, because just just some of the things like you were talking about earlier, you're you're visiting a shot that you want to hit or throw. It's the same way in golf. You're you're thinking of what shot you need to hit. So there's a lot of mind games going on in your brain. I got you. And I think I think that's one thing that is a, a definitely a similarity in both. Okay. Um and I don't know if that's the like right answer could, for what you're saying. I get what you're saying. For the competitive golfer, here here's what I have. Now, y'all tell me what your thoughts are on this. What I feel like what disc golf could learn from golf is standardized equipment. Okay? On the tournament level. We're talking about playing tournament, Not pro tour, just tournaments. You'll go to some disc golf courses and the baskets are old as can be. Now, again, we get back. I know some of this is unfair. Disc golf's a lot of it's public. They can only do as much as what the county or the city gives them to do. But I feel like every golf course, every golf course, you're going to have nice equipment. You're going to have nice golf holes. Now, we've been to some, and I played some of y'all that aren't, but just the standardization on the equipment. And I feel like that there is a professionalism that disc golf misses That's that I think makes golf so special. And people say, well, you know, I just want to hang out with my friends. I get that. But remember, I'm talking about the competitive golfer here. I'm talking about not the pro, but someone who's serious. If y'all go to a tournament, what are you wearing? Either really nice shorts or and a polo. or Which is most of the time required. Yeah. Now, here's what happens in disc golf. It's public courses. But the PDGA has rules on what you have to wear. But those rules, I feel like some tournaments get absolutely thrown out of the window. I don't – I hate – offering up a problem and I'm not saying it's a problem we're discussing you know you got to learn but I hate offering up a problem with a solution I don't have a solution necessarily for this unless you penalize them and I'm not saying let's do that I'm, I'll get heat for saying that but I do feel like people would take disc golf more serious if disc golfers took it more serious well let me ask you this how do you govern that there's no is there anybody there to govern that yeah so what this is a and I'll briefly hit this and this is another thing I feel like you – and this might be on the tour level. You probably couldn't do that at local tournaments. The card, the card mates, so whatever call they out agree, the rules. Whatever they agree yep. on. Or the well. TD. You know, the TD, the tournament director could say something to you before that. Now, I kind of want to get – I really want to get your opinion on this. Golf. I feel like golf could learn this from disc golf. I feel like golf could have more sanctioned tournaments. 
PGA, USGA sanctioned oh, they have tournament. It a lot. Where though? You have Every, to sign everywhere. Up everywhere. Yeah. Well, well, that's why you know that's why we have this. Tell tell me about it. So if you wanted to play one this weekend, you could. Well, maybe not this weekend, but that's what I'm saying. You though. can go on the website to USGA, and you can go to the Carolinas section of the. Um, the CGA, the Carolinas Golf Association, and they they have tournaments all the time. They do, but let me let me just kind of introduce you to the world of disc golf here. If I go to discgolfscene.com, okay, and I just and I and I'm going to go there right right now, and I'm going to click North Carolina. Now I'm going to do stuff that's in two to three. We'll do we'll just do the state, and I'll just and I'm going to show you what's available to play. What kind of P- – now, this is your PDGA. The governing body is running these tournaments. This is where I think golf could learn something from disc golf. Um, you have one just this weekend. You have one in Raleigh. Or this week you have one in Raleigh. You have you have Scorpion Disc Golf Weekly. That's probably a league, but that's in Charlotte. Uh, you have another one, PB and Play, in Raleigh. Um, you have an XC tier in Burlington. You have one in Cottrell. You have one in Statesville. You have another one in Charlotte. You have one in Wilkesboro. You have one in Germantown. You have one in Roxborough. You have one in Lattimore. That's the one I'll be playing at. You'll have one in Burlington, Huntersville, Baden, and you have all those tournaments, PDGA-sponsored tournaments this week in disc golf, in, just in North Carolina. Okay, so on that, I would say, Anthony, correct me if I'm wrong here, but once again, you go back to the business side of golf. Right. All right. Monday through Friday, you have people playing, and they're paying to play. If you were to tie up the golf course every weekend for a tournament, I don't think you're going to make as much money doing that as you would just letting come people play the weekend rate to play. Question. You don't have to – I I don't – it's running a tournament always meaning you're tying up the course. Do you the, not cap it? The, Can you not cap it for how many people come? Yeah, but you don't want 12 people there. Okay, so let, let's talk about 12 people. So let's just say we did one – let's do 40. 40 people? Let's do 40 people. If you do 40 people, you're if you shotgun the tournament and you've got no, – No shotgun. 40 people. So you're going to have tee times all day. Let, let's talk about this. No, 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 no. How, how far are tee times apart? 10 minutes. 10 minutes apart. So you start early. We start early in disc golf. You start at, let's start 7.30. Okay. Before you do that, you have to think, they got to mow greens. They got to. So, so how, how long does it take to get the first green mowed? I'm just throwing out. Let me, let me, let me, let me do this because I work at a golf course. Go ahead. All right. So the weekend, you definitely don't want people starting in the morning and getting the primetime tee times where you can sell them for the weekend rates. All right. Afternoon. Well, you just said start early. Well, let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask you this. If I if I had 40 golfers, I would say that's a decent tournament, correct? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. How yeah. much time are you blocking off? If you don't if you do tee times, not a shotgun start. What we mean by shotgun, if you don't know shotgun is you start at the same time on different holes. Tee time means you all start on number 1 but at different times. So, if you have 40 people, how many cards is that? That's 10. That's, that's 10. 10, so it's 10, 10 cards. Tee times. 10 tee times, 10 minutes apart. So you're looking at Let's just say we start at 1, 1 at 1, 110. That's going to take you to 220. 220. So you only, you're, lit, you're only blocking off the course for what? An hour and 30 minutes? Even if it was two hours. Yeah, but then again, you, you're, it's not just that. You've you got to make them 
You got to make their scorecards. It takes time to do all that. Then you have to set up their scoreboards. Then you have to, if they're going to eat lunch, then they're all going to be on property. And then if they eat lunch, you're making money off the lunch. Most not if courses, they get their own. I, I just, I feel like, well, there's, I, I feel like there's a way to do it. I, mean, I feel like there is a way. Well, to let do me it. just go ahead and tell you right here. CGA. June 27th, July 11th, July 17th, July 18th, July 25th, July 31st, August 1st. So you have about, what, five or six? Yeah, but that's just amateur events. That's just one. That's that all I read. You can, I know. But my, Well, I, I said there's amateur and pro. Yeah, but th- that is the biggest difference is what Aaron said, though. Most of these pros or people, they're – We're talking about the competitive golfer that's not a pro yet. No, I'm saying – I'm talking about the pros that own the golf courses or run the golf courses. Okay. And the general managers – they're not as willing to just let any, you know, John Doe come out there and just play golf in a tournament. Which I, that's I shouldn't have phrased it like that. That's that's not true. I'm talking about they'll take the anybody. So like these are PGA. Okay. okay, so let me rephrase. They have people that come and play every day, and they don't want to risk blocking their golf. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But there is a lot of golf tournaments they can play. There there are. But I do, and I and I feel like still, and y'all don't have to agree, but I do feel like you could they could do more. But then I again, really it's do. you know it's it's public. It's public versus your own somebody's property playing golf on their golf course, and they're responsible for them too. I guess what it ultimately comes down to, and I think the money's there because if you have a tournament and the people sign up and register for the tournament, you're not just waiting. Hey, let's see if we get a few tee times in the afternoon. No. I have 40 people coming, paying to play golf at my golf course. Anyway, I appreciate the input. Good conversation there. I don't know. You know better because you you work on a golf course. I just feel like it might could be – they could do a little bit better with sanctioned tournaments. But anyway. And my answer to that is they have a lot. That you, if you want to play in a sanctioned amateur golf tournament, then you can play in one. Okay, we got to roll this along because we haven't even covered any of the tour. Lastly, and I'll just run through these quick, the pro golf, the pro golf tour. What could golf learn from disc golf? What can disc golf learn from golf? Disc golf could learn, and I've already kind of said this, professionalism, and here's a word that disc golf I don't think has that I feel like needs, tradition. Everybody in America almost knows what the green jacket is, whether you play golf, whether you've ever watched the masters, there's tradition all through there. I get it. Golf's older. Golf's been around a long time, but disc golf, I feel like we could learn something in the disc golf world about tradition. And, and maybe there's some being started that aren't traditions yet because it's so new. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but I just feel like disc golf can learn. Now golf, I feel like, and I really want to get into this point. I feel like what golf could learn from disc golf is this. Female viewership. They could learn how to make the female viewership higher than it is from disc golf. And I'm about to tell you how. Do y'all by chance know how many people watched the U.S. Open last year? Disc golf? No, golf. The U.S. Open and golf. How many people watched it, like, on TV? Yes. Probably a couple million. Uh, The number I got was 3.1 million. That's the men's U.S. Open. Do you know how many people watched the U.S. Women's Open? Probably less than a million. Probably 100,000. 
500,000 is the number I'm seeing. A few numbers, and the data's not there like it is for the men, 500,000. So you're looking at almost 84% less, 84% less people watch the, the women than they did. And it was probably a different audience. Now, take the first tour of, our, of this year, the LVC Las Vegas Challenge. There was, now this is on Disc Golf Network. This is not on national TV. So there was 33,000 men, or excuse me, 31,000 31, spectators for the men. Do you know how many there was for the women? Probably more. 17,000. Not more, but over half. So what is it about disc golf that is bringing in these female viewers? And here it is. Tell me what you think. I think it's tradition of the men in, in golf. You think it's a tradition that that's hurting the golf. But here, let me tell you what I think disc golf has done right. And I think it's incidental, but they've done it. They play on the same day on the same course as the men. The female disc golfers for most of their tournaments are playing and it's being broadcasted the same day on the same course the men are playing. Now, I know what you're going to say. There's no way you could do that in women's golf. With enough money, you can do anything. I mean, I, you, you could do it, but they couldn't play the exact But I feel, like, I feel like if you look at disc golf and you see what in the world, and, and I'm not getting political and I don't want to be controversial, but how many times do we hear about, you know, the, the pay gap with women? Is it really that or is it a viewership gap? Or we, do we need to close? I feel like you got to close the view, the viewership gap as well. That's a conversation that needs to be had. Well, and how do you do it? You put the women, like in disc golf, the women are playing the same course on the same day with the men. You put them next to the people that are getting the views. Okay. It's like you go to a concert. You go to the concert for someone, the headliner, but there's a there's somebody that's uh, not the headliner, the opening act or whatever, and you see them, and now everybody knows about them. It's It's the same principle. Yeah, but you just don't. I don't think you have time to do that. First of all, the NBA and the WNBA is the exact same way. What do you mean? Do you know how many people watch the NBA and how much some guys get paid? And you know the WNBA season, I believe, is still going on. Yeah, nobody knows. And they only play like uh, twenty games. And I don't yeah. think. I don't think honestly. Now I could be wrong, so sorry. You can fact check me. I don't think there's an NBA. Uh, I'm sorry, a WNBA player that makes over a million dollars a year. You might be right, and here here's what I'm saying. Now, you say it can never work logistically. Here's my answer. With enough money, anything can work. Let me ask you this. Do if you put the games on the same night as the men's games. No. If you, I don't think no, so. no, listen to me. If you did that, if you somehow could figure out if their season was going on the same time, they were playing the same teams from this or whatever. If they're going on, I guarantee you viewership's going to – if you're going to an NBA game and if you go an hour and a half early, you get to watch another team play, you'll do it. No, you won't go watch the women. I, bet I don't you, think it I would. guarantee you there's people – And I'm not, I'm not saying that because I hate women. Don't get me wrong. But – and when you're talking about the women play the same course in disc golf, they play the same tees? They don't. Okay. It's a li- but here's, here's my thing. The proximity to the pros, to the males that are getting – to the, the people that are getting the viewership. How long does it take to play a, a round of disc golf? I, on the pro tour, it's about three to four hours. Okay, and it's one day, right? No. How many days? Three to four. Really? Absolutely. I'm saying, I, what I'm telling you is, I know I don't have all the answers for the logistics, the sponsors, all the, but what I'm saying is with enough money, you can do anything. Okay. And I feel like you could get viewership. Charlie, up. let me ask you this. Let's say you was going to go watch the Charlotte Hornets Saturday. Let's say they're playing. And you could go watch the women, the WNBA Charlotte team play somebody. Would you go an hour and a half early to watch them play? 
absolutely. By the way, I'm there an hour and a half early anyway. I'm getting to the stadium earlier anyway. Would you pay extra to watch it? Now, I'm not talking about necessarily in arena, but let me tell you this. I went to the PGA, the first major of this year. You know what happened? There was women finishing up as men were starting. You know what happened? I met a lot of the women players. You automatically, as a fan, I'm I'm creating memories, a relationship. Now I have not just, hey, I see them play on weekend. Oh, they signed this. They talked to me about this. Paige Pierce's dog jumped on my wife, who's one of the greatest women players of all time. So now I'm invested because I have that. I'm just saying, disc golf has something going on because they're, if you look at the gap between the men and the women, it's, it's not as much as these other sports. And that's all I'm saying. Can it be done? I don't know. But I feel like there's something to it. You've got to admit there's something to it. Let me say one last thing. Do you know what golf stands for or what it originally stood for? Is this true? I've heard this. I, I don't know I'm if it's not. true, but I've heard it my whole life. And, and the fact that you've heard it and that it's been around rings, there's probably some truth. Guys only, ladies forbidden. Gentlemen correct? only, ladies forbidden. And you know, ladies golf didn't start till like 1950. Yeah. So I don't know that it, if it's because the men's game has been around so long and you have the tradition. Cause if you, and if, I'm, if Google's right, which it usually is, 1950, that's only 25 years before disc golf started. Yes. So maybe it's the tradition of the women's game not being up to par with the men's. But can you say the no same? No pun intended. Can you, say, can you say the same thing about basketball? What I'm saying is this is not just a golf thing. Oh, I agree. Okay. And so could, y'all, could you admit, have I won you over to the fact that if there was some way to get them playing on the same day at the same place that their viewership would I mean, that's definitely interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a good point, but I'm not going to go three hours early to watch the WNBA play. I'm not. Well, I mean, yeah, there might would. be people that are different. You know, you might. I'm, I'm just not. You might get some hate. We might lose some female <laughs> viewership, and that's on you. No. I love women. I'm not right? a male chauvinist. And all I right? don't mean that. Like, I love my wife. I only have one wife, all that stuff. Love her to death. But and anyway. Honestly, <laughs> let's and here's, here's another last thing. The women should get the attention because all them women on TV are better than anybody you've ever seen play. Good point. They, uh, the women that play the U.S. Open could be any average golfer in America. Oh, by far. And they could probably come to their course and play the back tees and beat them. Yep. Anyway, all right, good discussion. That wraps it up for the discussion topic. Real quick, we got to go quick because we've already been going about a, getting close to an hour, 50 minutes. So, by the way, shout out to DJ B-Willie. B-Willie. B-Willie making a sound pretty nice, good, and all those things. Editing sound effects. Follow him at Brandon Wilson on Instagram and Twitter. Is that right, Is that right, B-Willie? Can we change your Instagram to DJ, DJ B-Willie? Let's do it. We're going to make you a real I'm one. I'm putting you on the Facebook website. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting it shaved in my head. All right, here we go. Um, so, tournament talk. Let's, go, let's move into this segment. What went on in the world of golf? Well, a major, the U.S. Open. Yeah. A pretty big deal. Pretty big, because there's only four of them. There are only four. And this is the second, correct? That is correct. So what happened? What went down? By the way, before, before I do not know. I purposely didn't watch because I wanted to give you all a genuine reaction. This is the third. There's only one more. Oh, okay. They've already played the Masters, the PGA. Is that right? 
Okay, that's right. Aaron's yeah. giving me The last one is in July. Aaron is a little tired. He worked all day today. I have worked all day. So, anyway, here we go. It, okay. Who, so who wait, 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 before we get there, the predictions was Bubba Watson for Charlie. I had Bubba. Here's the thing. Bubba Watson didn't play. <laughs> well, Bubba was and I no, apologize. Well, <laughs> I don't know how he didn't make it. I figured that he had enough. Uh, it just makes know, me look bold. I, I don't know why he didn't play. Him. I kept looking for his name, and I would type it in, and it never showed up. Bubba was a no-show. Oh, uh, yeah. Bubba didn't make so, it. Still love you, Bubba. You're still my favorite. So let's start out with Phil. Okay, Phil played, but he only played two days. He missed the cut. Ah, snap. He shot 11 over par, and the cut was three over. Wait, wait, wait a minute. And we we will save the live tournament for next week. This ain't the live. But I thought he was in that. Okay, so he is banned from the PGA Tour. However, the majors are not run by the PGA Tour. They are their own entity. So USGA probably Phil has a lifetime to play in it. Wait, so Dustin Johnson could play. Dustin Johnson played Did 11, 15 live golfers played in the U.S. Open. 11 of them missed the cut. I hate that we don't have time to get into the live tournament. We will do it next week. Though. Dustin Johnson made the cut, and there was a couple more. Uh, some some. I don't want to say no names because it might be somebody's fan. I, I'm not sure. I know Dustin Johnson made the cut, and he's in live golf. Phil missed the cut for sure. Sergio missed the cut. Some big-name golfers that had transferred to live missed the cut. Hmm. Interesting so, development there. We'll need to see in the majors, I guess. We'll have to follow that yeah, later so on. Bubba, so Bubba didn't play, so he couldn't win. Okay, well, Aaron, who was your pick? My, my pick was Scotty Scheffler. And who was your I pick? I picked Rory. So out of them two, don't tell me the winner yet. Did any one of them win? No. no. Out of them two, who won? Scotty Scheffler. So, Scotty, how did Rory do? Rory had the lead for a while. Rory had Rory had a chance today. He got hot early, but he kept making – he would make a birdie and then make a bogey. Make a birdie and make a bogey. Just wasn't consistent. Scotty mm-hmm. Scheffler, however, yesterday jumped into the lead early. Early on Saturday. Yes. Third and round, he, right. He was six under par after a – I don't know, how far was that eagle? Like 85 yards. 85 yards. He hits it past the hole, spins it in for eagle. Six really? Par. Gets to the back nine. He makes bogey, double, bogey, bogey. Mm. Finishes Story the day. Story of two nines. Made a huge par on 18 to stay in the tournament. He's two under par. Uh, the leaders were at five, which was Will Zalatoris and Joel Damon. Yeah, maybe – no, it wasn't Joel Damon today. You talking about coming in today? Yeah, it was. It, it was, was Will Salatoris and somebody else. Matt Fitzpatrick. Yep, Matt Matt Fitzpatrick. So we get it. It goes back and forth today. The anticipation. Well, Scotty me. started today on a hot streak. He was he was four under after six. Scotty Scheffler, Aaron's yeah. pick. He made he made three. He he birdied three out of the first four holes. Nobody nobody this week has birdied three out of the first four holes. So he's in contention now. Oh, oh he's, he's winning. winning. Scotty's winning the tournament to yes. this point. However, he made it, he made a few mistakes on the par five. It's a very steep hill. He tries to hit it to the pin. He spins it back off to his feet. Ends up making par there, but then he make bogey bogey on a ten and eleven again. So he's I think he's two down. The winner of the U.S. Open, and everybody's going to know this now because it's over. I don't. Was Matt Fitzpatrick? Where's he from? He's from England. So an English, 
An Englishman won the Scotty Scheffler lost by one. Scotty Scheffler had a chance to... But Scotty's already won them. Scotty's the number one player in the world. But right? it was my pick, and I wanted him to win. I get you. I get you. Because he's got it. I'm telling you. If he could have... Them couple mistakes yesterday killed Well, him. Will Zalatoris had a chance to force a playoff on I 18. I feel like that name I've heard before. I feel like he had a chance to He play. looks like Happy Gilmore's caddy. He have really you not does. heard that? No. And I'm he's that skinny. I know, I know he I'll show you a picture in a few minutes. Everybody, Everybody, like he actually puts that on his ball. Hmm. Or, or, or his club. He puts it on his his wedge. It says uh, something about – look that up real fast. We need Charlie's rapid reaction here. Um, but anyway, so Scotty Scheffler has actually – he's one down going into 18. He has a chance to tie and make birdie on 18. Yeah. All right. Matt Fitzpatrick makes par on 17. Zalatoris makes par. Um, Fitzpatrick's got one a one-shot lead on 18. Hits it in the bunker. and So he's hitting the out of the bunker for birdie. No, well, it's a par four. Oh wow, he looks. Tell just me, he don't like look like Happy caddy. Gilmore's wow. caddy. So he hits it in the bunker, and I don't know how to explain this, but it's a tough shot. He's got where he's got to start the ball. He's got a he's got a little grass area in behind his ball, and he's got to start it left of the pin, and he's got to hit this cut pressure pack shot. The seventy second hole of the U.S. Open. He's never won a major. Now. The interesting fact about Matt Fitzpatrick is that he won the 2013 U.S. Amateur at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. And Scotty Scheffler actually played against him that, that week, and he won that, and then he wins his first major and actually his first win on the PGA Tour. How old is he? 20, I don't know, 26. So a young buck. Yeah, he's young. It's just, here's the thing, guys. I don't pay attention, and these names – are not the names I heard even five, six years ago. No. Well, Matt Fitzpatrick's been around for a while. He's got some worldwide worldwide wins, seven or eight. Okay. But, but you do know Bubba. I know Bubba. <laughs> Bubba had a really good chance until he didn't play. Bubba is going to be one of my picks. All right, real So quick. what happened with the disc golf? So, so this was interesting. This was a pro tour event, okay, just like the PGA has the PGA tour. Disc golf has the pro tour. And uh, this was a match play. First time – well, they did it last year. But a match play, which I think is cool. Some people don't like it. I like the fact. And so what it, the way it was broken up is like I think the top 16 men and women in the tour were broken up into four pools. So you have four players in four pools and the first three rounds, they're only playing 12 holes. Bailey, Colorado, beautiful, awesome-looking course. And so you play your pool play. A win's three points. A tie is one point. And of course, if you lose, you don't get any points. So just to clarify, the match play was the same as it would be in regular golf. If you win the hole, you just you're if down you a win hole. hole, which is really cool because it's almost like you you insert them into playoff golf. Yeah, is how because you could make a ten and you could make a ten and it don't matter because you see them running putts and going for shots they would not normally go right. in a stroke play event. So. Yeah. I just like to get to see the pros on that level. It was a little confusing, the pool rounds, because you, you would just cut from this card to that card, and it was kind of confusing to what was going on. But when you got to the semifinals, so the four that won their pool, two of them, of course, they played in the semifinals, girls as well. Today was the last day, and you had Joel Freeman, who was from Colorado, and Kevin Jones from Arkansas playing in the mail. They were playing against each other. And you had Own Scoggins, who's um, Asian American, really small. It doesn't have any power playing Ella Hansen, who comes from like an ultimate 
you know, ultimate Frisbee. Yep. Uh, comes from that background who has tons of power. It's a long, longer course, but if the terminology, y'all, and y'all heard it in the golf world, uh, drive for show, putt for dough was ever true. Own Scoggins can't throw probably half as far as Ella Hansen, and she just was draining putts and won it. Listen to this. Won it on hole eight, up four holes. So she went five up. She went four up, right? If she went on hole eight. She, she would be up. dormy. If she went on hole eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, yeah, she's five up. You might be right. Okay, I, I forget the exact number. She wins. It was a cool moment. She gets on there. She starts crying. Her mom just had surgery. Her husband had surgery. It was a big moment. Her first ever Pro Tour win. On the other side, Kevin Jones, who's a big name. Joel Freeman, who's finishing the top ten, never had a Pro Tour win. He gets the win on hole 11. And it was cool. Two guys that have never – a guy and a lady that never won in the Pro Tour before. One – Super cool. You can find coverage on it on YouTube, I'm sure. Just type in 2022 Match Play Championship. See what it's all about. So, that's it for tournament talk. Last thing on the agenda, game time. Game time. Now, game time. I have, I give, us a little, uh, give us a little game time. DJB Willie. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for that. So, game time. Now, here's, now this is a point. Are you going to embarrass us about golf right now? I might. I think this is hard. Y'all might know this. Might have to do a so lot of I've editing. Got, what I have, and I've got five of them, and I'll get it'll be points, and the winner gets this empty water bottle. All right, here we go. So I have five sayings or mantras, mantras from golf ad campaigns. Okay. Okay. So for example, it could be a golf player, a course, like the number or, one ball in golf, or titles. Dang it. That was one of them. Yeah. Okay. That was one of them. All right. Well, now you've got four. Okay, now I've got four. And I've got one right, point. I've got another one. All right, here's the first one. So it's just whoever says it first. Okay. All right. Quit looking at the screen, Anthony. I can't Here see we go. the screen. It could be a player, course, or brand. Grip it and rip it. John, John Daly. Daly. Oh. That was Anthony. Anthony with the I one. I just read his book. Shout right. out, J.D. <laughs> A little trouble. It's I getting, think I think it's JD. It's getting a little. I got a little tongue tied there. <laughs> getting a little late. All right, one nothing, Anthony. Um, all right, this is, and I can't tell you exactly what it's for, but I know it's this company's mantra for one of their ad campaigns. I am a golfer. I. It, I'll give you a hint. It had all the golfers with this in big bubble writing. Like it looked like it probably been in a magazine or something. What is it again? I am a golfer. Now, if you say one, Aaron, then I'm going to let Anthony try. Is it a brand? It's a golf company. It's a golf company. Yeah. I am a golfer. I am a golfer. Wow, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, some of these are tough. Uh, Ping. No. I am a golfer. I... Come on, give me one. TaylorMade. Two nothing. It's TaylorMade. I was going to say TaylorMade. It's TaylorMade. I've never Two. heard that, though. Yeah, I'm a go- look it up. TaylorMade, I am a golfer. They are you looking on his screen still? He's not. So looking, you're up to nothing because you're looking on his screen. screen. Okay. All right. This this might be pretty bang bang here. A tradition like no other. The Masters. Oh, oh I knew. Aaron, that. Aaron. I was waiting on the question. And, and that's I, in the. Can you say it in the Jim Nance voice though? No. I wish I did. Me I too. wish I. Had. He's got a voice. Best, in my opinion, best commentator in sports. Oh yeah. Jim Nance. We might yeah. have to. Him com- and Bill Walton. Commentator will be it. All right. Here <laughs> Bill we go. So Walton. Two one. Aaron got back into it. Now this is another one. I don't know if you'll know. I don't know if you'll know these next two, so it might just be a guessing game. Power with pre- precision. Oh, I've heard that. First one, you can only give me one, but the first Power one. Power with precision. I've heard that. And this is also a brand, right? This, this one is a golf company. Yeah, a golf brand. 
Callaway. Not Callaway. Uh, Aaron? It's – say it again. Power with precision. Power with precision. Gosh, I've heard that. Um, Come on now. I'm trying I, – I, I don't want to waste my guess here. Well, we've only Power got like five more Three precision. seconds. Three, two, one. Go. Bridgestone. Nope. Anthony. Come on, fellas. Just guess brands if you don't know. Ping. No. Aaron. Shrixen. Nope. Top flight. No. Titleist. No. I could give you one of their players, but I think you'll get it instantly. Well, uh, we're going to need that probably. Come on. Um, Big brand. Not just in golf. Adidas. No. <laughs> I know it. Anthony. I don't know. Go ahead. Nike. Yes. Anthony. Aaron got it, and Anthony's literally Nike. wearing a Nike golf polo. I've never heard that. You were wearing a Nike golf Nike's go- just do it. I've never heard that, but not I've – Not in golf. Not in golf. I've never power heard power and precision, which which is a fun fact here. Fun fact here is Nike no longer makes golf clubs. They don't clubs. make nothing no more. They make clothes. They don't make golf clubs no more or balls. When I play, people say that. You are power with precision. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. kidding. Here well, they we don't. They don't make any of that no more. Is that so. two to two? That's two. So to this two. is Aaron Mega. Thank you, Brandon, hat. for that answer. The, it was going to be number one ball in golf, but you already got that. So last one. This is might have been in a magazine too, so you might have to guess. The business trip is on us, and then it's a picture of someone playing golf. So it's a brand. so it's a person. No, no, it's a brand. But the 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 title of it was the business trip is on us. When I typed in blank blank blank. Ad campaign, this is what popped up. Titleist. No. Callaway. Oh, no. Anthony with the win. Okay, but here's <laughs> well the thing. Done. Yeah, let's just be honest. He didn't really know. Okay? Did you didn't know power with precision was Nike? Because it's just do it, and yeah. they don't make golf that, clubs that anymore. That was DJ B. And Willie. the only reason I got that is because uh, DJ B. Willie told me. DJ B. Willie? Did he? Oh, my. Interference flag on the play. Well, DJ I still B. lose, Willie. so it doesn't really matter. He All loses right, Charlie, anyway. I've got just right. like three questions. For three questions. Can they, I try to go against him here? Are yep. they in the golf or disc golf world? It's disc golf. I don't right, lose, here we go. I don't, I don't lose it nothing. But wait only, a minute. Can we get the can we get the thing let's one get more the game time? time again. All right, here we go. Wait a minute. Game time. Golf versus golf. Game time. Disc golf version. All right. So <laughs> this is not like on the same line, but I just looked these up. Can you give me something? About, I might know. Disc golf. I'll, prob- I'll probably win all these. You will you, win all these. You might. Give me a chance to answer if first. If Aaron gets one right, he wins the game. Okay. I'll say that. Well, I'm going to give Aaron a chance first. Okay, he's not going to he's chance. not going to know it, but So, what is the name of the organization that makes the tournament rules for disc golf and also promotes the sport? Oh my goodness. Can you not like roll out the red carpet for? I have no idea. <laughs> I've only said it 100 times the PDGA. No. Wait, what? Say the question again. Wow. Nope. Yeah, embarrassing. Right. I was about to say. <laughs> I was, I, I was really like, wow. Me, you had me flip right there. All right, next one. Okay, this may be an easy one if you just think about it real hard. But it probably will be. Which state in the United States had the most disc golf courses per capita at the end of the 90s? Oh, California. That's correct. It is right. Snap. 1-1. One, one. One, one. One. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. He said if I get one, I automatically win. So these are just for fun. Yeah. Well, okay. I had to give you a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Keep going though. Now it's shotgun. We ha- let's let Aaron. Let's let Aaron win. And I've got one more fun fact about golf that I want to say before we all get right, off. We got to wrap it up. We're all, are we over now? What are we at? I'm DJ B Willie. We're at one twelve. 
Oh my soul. Okay, go ahead. Okay, last right. one. For right, real. Hurry up. This is for you can guess, but I'm gonna guess. In two thousand one, so this was twenty one years ago. Mm, nice math. Good math. Nice math. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Be here all week. Um, how much money did the top winner receive? And I'm guessing um, like for for a single tournament or like for the uh, year? I'm guessing it may be for the year. It doesn't really say here. Hmm. And do you know who it was? 2001? Yeah. You probably don't. I might. 2001? Aaron has no clue. He, I, can I tell you who I think it was? Yeah. Ken Climo. No. Barry Schultz. No. Barry Bonds. <laughs> 2001. Have you ever heard the name Cameron Todd? Yeah. Well, he is the one. Is How tr- much did he make? It was Cameron Todd. It is a fraction of the ball golfer's prize money of $25,000. Wow. For the year. I guess, I'm made. guessing it's for the Whoa. year. Yeah, because I don't believe there was any tur- like even. A but top we're talking about. I mean, disc golf was nothing in 2001. Yeah, All right, this is my question for y'all. Since y'all have asked questions, I'm going to ask right, one, we and we're done. I know we do. Do you know what it's? What is the most? Let me let me think about how to how to word it here. Well, maybe you should write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have it wrote down. I just don't have it with me. What is the hardest? Number to achieve on one hole in golf. One. No. The rarest score you can have in golf on a, on one hole. Two on a par five. What is it called? It's called an albatross. No, it's not. Double eagle? No. It's called Triple a, eagle. No, it's not. It's called it's an albatross. It's called a condor. That's stupid. I'm telling you. Which, Nobody by the way, listen, fun fact, has been achieved Four times in the history. Now, never on the PGA Tour. It's called a condor. It's a two on a par five. No. A three is an eagle. You're right. It's a one. It's a one. <laughs> I apologize. What a fun. That fact just got I, I, more See, fun. I had it wrote down. That's for, why you should write I had it wrote down for now. last time, and I didn't bring it with me. It's a one on a par five. I, I was about to say, Louis Oosthuizen made a two on number two yeah, at it's the a Masters. One. It's a one. It's a one, it's, and, it, and it's listen, called a condor. Excuse Aaron. He is a tired. McDowell County you know what? Sheriff, and he's been keeping the street safe all day. You know what? I'm actually going to get back to you. I may believe it might be a two on a par six, honestly. A par six. Okay, so anyway, I, sh- okay. I shouldn't have Aaron asked. has no clue what he's talking about, so Aaron, we're going to end it right here. Let's do this. Hey, I've got a couple more questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Aaron, give him, give him our contact info. All right, contact information, Golf versus Golf if on you w- Facebook. If you want to comment. Listen, like, subscribe, share, tell somebody about it. Any negative comments will be erased. No, they can be negative, just if they're not like being jerks. Yeah, just don't bash us. We're new to this. I, I don't have my facts straight, obviously. <laughs> golf versus golf on Facebook. Golf versus disc golf. G-O-L-F-V-S-D-I-S-K. C. Oh, C. Edit. Let me. Edit. Oh, no, 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 I got to edit. Golf versus golf on Facebook, and then we have golf versus disc golf. G O L F V S D I S C G O L F at gmail.com. You can also listen on Podbean, Apple Podcast. And my la- my closing thoughts here is your comments can be negative if Aaron sends you a question through email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, go swing a club or throw a disc. We're out.